welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Dr. Marisa. Yep. Hello. Hola. <laughs> Como estas? Uh, Dr. Marisa has been practicing her Spanish, <laughs> uh, was recently given a uh, poncho or a sarape yep. uh, by one of our clients. So thank you, Dominic. We appreciate Thanks, that. And uh, she's been wearing it very, very often. Nice and warm. Uh, hi, listeners. Uh, today we're talking about why weightlifting keeps youth athletes injury-free. Uh, this is a, I think, historically a controversial topic, you know, and it depends on what you define as a youth athlete. But historically, people have seen weightlifting as something that may not help at an early stage or fear of worsening or stunting growth um, for youth athletes. And I think we're finding a lot of newer research um, talking about the benefits. And we, we see it as physical therapists because we see the, the actual four points that we're going to bring up today. Um, but uh, also just to kind of give you some general advice or uh, tips on why this is helpful for your kids or maybe you're a personal trainer or coach or anybody who works with kids uh, and explaining truly why weightlifting should be incorporated uh, with youth athletes. Dr. Mercer, what do you think? I think it's a must have. Oh, wow. No wow. exceptions. Wow. For all youth athletes. Wow. <laughs> must. Must. That's must bold. have. Um, must. Yeah, you can't uh, expect to be able to participate in a sport where you're putting massive times your body weight through your legs or through your arms. If it's like running, that's even seven times your body weight through your legs. Um, but you don't train to control those movements or you don't you don't train to um, make those movements stronger um, so I feel like any athlete that's either looking at it from an injury prevention standpoint or a performance standpoint mm-hmm. um, you have to have weightlifting as part of your your programming yeah and the way you describe it if you visually think about that whether you're playing basketball or soccer you're gonna come into contact with somebody right yeah. so if a kid weighs a hundred and another kid weighs 130 pounds, when they hit and collide, one of them's gonna bounce off of the other, <laughs> right? Think about yeah. this, right? Yeah. It, in theory, the person with more mass is gonna put more force in that person. However, the Ooh. person who weighs 100 pounds, if they have a lot more strength, they've got the power to sustain that, they're not gonna move. And so it's not just about how much you weigh, but how much you can resist. Mm-hmm. And so resiliency, right? Or the yeah. ability to resist stretch or stress is going to be an important piece. So developing that is only going to help you in the long run. And that's just not not just talking about contact, but the ability to kick a ball, the ability to hit a tennis ball, um, the ability to sprint, right? Mm -hmm. All those things, the more force you can put into something, um, such as the ground, Mm -hmm. the ground's going to push you more. So uh, we're going to start with four tips. uh, And the first one is... The first one is that strength training will it will build tissue adaptation. It'll build resilience. And mm-hmm. so we talk about this concept of let's call it one rep max living, where let's say you are, 
don't know, let's say you're, you're, you're going to lift something off of the ground. Yep. Okay. And let's say your one rep max is 10 pounds for lifting something off the ground. Sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you can only lift 10 pounds off the ground, mm -hmm. then if you, if there's a weight on the ground and you have to lift it, it's going to be, it's going to be so close to your mm -hmm. one rep max that mm -hmm. you are, um, at a higher risk of hurting something mm -hmm. versus if there's something on the ground that's 10 pounds, you got to pick it up and you can lift 200 pounds off the ground. You're at much less risk mm -hmm. of hurting yourself with that one thing. And so it's the same thing with sports, kids in sports. Um, if you are, I don't know, you go in for a tackle, let's say it's soccer, mm -hmm. you go in for a tackle and your leg has to withstand a hundred pounds of force and it can only, it's only trained to want to stand a hundred, mm -hmm. you're going to probably get hurt versus yep. if you've gotten strong enough where that leg can withstand 200 pounds of force, yep. that 100 pounds of force is going to be nothing for it. Yep. Um, so those tissues that you, that you strength train will adapt and they'll be able to hand handle much bigger forces than what you have to deal with during a game. Yeah. So there's yeah. two points on that yeah. for sure because that's the injury risk, mm -hmm. right? Minimizing your risk of injury. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, improving your performance. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so there's huge. two benefits to that. I think historically, most people, especially in our field, think about the injury. We're always, how do you minimize injury? How do you minimize injury? And I think in the strength conditioning world, it's always performance, but reality is it's both. And so um, with that, the other side is not just the strength, power, resilience, but also second point is, uh, coordination. Now, a lot of times you think like, how, how can strength training improve coordination? Well, you can work on landing mechanics. You can work on plyometrics, mm -hmm. right? Um, these are all terms that are kind of thrown around in the strength conditioning world. But when you add these elements, so plyometrics are um, such as box jumps, right? Jumping onto a box mm -hmm. or jumping down from a box or doing a lunge and jumping jumping up in the air and performing an alternate lunge. So different forms of exercise where you have now intensity. Now you got to move speed over time. Um, and so what happens there is you are teaching these youth athletes how to move their body quickly. So accelerate, but also decelerate, slowing down. And we know that youth soccer athletes um, have a uh, hot, and, and basketball athletes um, have a high risk of such as ACL tears, right? Mm -hmm. So we know that increasing uh, coordination, which means basically your ability to recruit or utilize muscles to support you in the appropriate time. So strength training would only develop a lot of these accessory muscles to be able to um, help you during important times in sports. So um, the coordination aspect you know, including some plyometrics and general strengthening um, and even some basic ladder drills. Those type of things are going to help you with jumping uh, up in the air, landing, moving, cutting, all those agility components. And strengthening is only going to facilitate that. And and I think people think of just getting stronger. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really about learning how to move your body. Yeah. And that is valuable and not it's not just a piece of mass. You're not just adding more weight onto you, but you're learning how to use that weight. And that's what strength training is um, also an important piece of. Yeah, for sure. So if you think about something like lunging, mm -hmm. um, if you're able to lunge with some with some weights, right, that's going to improve your ability to cut. Mm -hmm. That's going to improve your ability to accelerate and to push out of a position where you're almost in a lunge position on the field. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're working on, if you want more coordinated cutting, more powerful cutting, mm -hmm. maybe you work on some lateral lunging. Um, just working on developing your power out of the bottom of that. 
Yeah. So those are, those would probably be the the top two things that most people would consider, right? Um, give me a third point. What do you think, third person? Yeah. Third thing is joint nutrition. Um, I think weightlifting. Not I think weightlifting does improve your your joints' ability to uh, to move. Uh, and so when you put force onto a joint, uh, you move it in certain positions. You're increasing the amount of um, lubrication at the joint mm -hmm. by getting a little bit of blood flow in there mm -hmm. and letting letting some fluids get into it through that movement. Um, and so if you're worried about your joint nutrition, you're worried about uh, the health of your joints, strength mm -hmm. training is the way to go. You have to. Oh. Um, and then the last one, and very importantly for youth athletes, is bone density. Yeah. So bone density, you have to think of your bones respond to the amount of stress that you place on them. So if you were not to include uh, resistance training, your bones gonna grow to whatever you like to do. So running, right? So your shins, your lower body is gonna be um, having more stress applied to them. So your shins, your hips, your knees are developing strength. Well, in most sports, besides running, uh, you're gonna have a lot of upper body use, uh, tennis, um, basketball, because you're pushing and shoving. You kind of need total uh, body bone density uh, improvement and just for just general quality of life, right? So what happens with bone density is your bones almost develop this callus, like a, uh, a thick scab, right? And if you ever kind of lift weights and you've, uh, you know, developed, you know, calluses on your hands, um, that's the same thing. So your body responds by placing additional tissue on top of it so that it can resist that same amount of stress. So if you've ever looked at, you know, a bodybuilder, somebody who works purely on just uh, strength, uh, you're gonna see that they have thicker amounts of muscle tissue. Well, that's also what happens at the bone, right? It, it grows, uh, if you were to cut it in half, you would see that it actually grows wider and wider like a, like a tree stump, right? Just thicker and thicker. And so for kids, this is essential because uh, it allows them to have that like number one point, that resiliency, ability to, to resist stress. Um, what else for bone density, Dr. Morris? I mean, do you see these with kids? I mean, it's a bit like runners. I know you work, oh. you are the running queen yeah, at the moment. those runners. Uh, <laughs> runners kind of end up with a little bit of a risk for, for stress fractures, mm -hmm. right? We know that. We know that some runners will get them in their feet. They'll get them in their shins. They'll get them in, hopefully not their femurs, but I've seen some yeah. that, that have had stress fractures in their femurs. Um, and... I think that part of that is is definitely their nutrition and their overtraining, and we know that middle school, high school kids eat trash all yeah. day. They eat takis, and that's it. Hey, those uh, are good. <laughs> Don't knock on takis. Right, and so if you're not getting adequate nutrition, adequate sleep, all of that, you gotta at least find some way to protect mm -hmm. your bones to Hands help down. make up for what you're doing, um, which is just living as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and so I think <laughs> I think strength training is a good a good way to help build that bone density, um, given the fact that kids are probably not going to do the other things that, that will be more helpful for their bone density. Yeah. So, no. you know, these are really four ways that you can, the, the reasons why weightlifting is really good for a youth athlete. Um, and so uh, examples, I mean, there's, we can, there's a whole nother podcast on uh, programming and, and what the dosage and what's right. But mm -hmm. I'd say most research would agree that you need two to three days of resistance training 
yes. to develop strength and develop mm-hmm. these uh, these benefits. So if you're doing one day of resistance training, it's not ideal. Not um, most science would say that's kind of a maintenance program, if that, um, where you're just applying pretty basic stimulus to that. And, and our body needs what we need is called progressive overload, Maybe right? More. You need yeah. more. You yeah. need more, and every year it's going to be even higher than that. And that applies to adults too. This is not just to youth athletes. So, um, two to three days. Um, what else, Dr. Mercer? Yeah, um, with the progressive overload. So, you need two to three days, but you need to also be building intentionally building strength over that time, which is what that overload principle means. And that's to say that if I go into the gym and I squat, I don't know. 15 pounds Mm -hmm. and I do three sets of 10 Mm. and that's the only thing I do every single time I go to the gym maybe during the first week or so I'll get a little bit stronger but if I continue to do the exact same numbers Mm. and the exact same reps and the exact same sets that you lose the the strength training stimulus and so then you're not getting stronger you're just kind of plateauing Um, and so I think what's important for for youth athletes but for anybody that's trying to build strength and reduce injury is that you're increasing the amount of challenge that your body has to go through over time because it will adapt and it will get stronger if you continually challenge it to do so. Yeah. And and that's also to say that, you know, you can't train the same things all the time, right? So even if you do overload, right, and you add resistance, you just can't. And most high schoolers get mad because you can't train chest, you know, four days in a row. You just can't, (laughs) can't do bench all the time. Yeah. And it has to apply to your sport. Let's go full body. So, yeah, yeah. If if you're a runner and you're doing bench press, that's good. That's great. But, yeah. But but however, for the use of your sport, you want to develop the strength in the um, actual activity that you're looking for as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah. total body strength is definitely important. So if we're working with you know youth soccer athletes, we're going to be working on lower body core and upper body as well. Um, if you're working playing with tennis or whatever it may be, you're going to try and create a program that includes something that's specific to you um, and the, the demands of your sport. So if, like I said, if, if you're looking at just developing muscles to look good, that's very different than what we're talking about right now. We're talking about performance and injury risk, mm-hmm. not aesthetics. Whole <laughs> different world. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of, I don't know, especially runners. They say, well, I got my... I run for my leg strength and that's so all, all I do when I go to the gym is I just lift upper body because my legs get enough of a workout mm. when I run, but mm. that could not be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with soccer players. They just do upper body because their legs, <laughs> they just use their, they use their legs for soccer. Um, but you're not really building, building strength and building muscle if you're just relying on running to make that happen. Yeah. And, and there's definitely a, an art and a science to creating these things, especially at a, at a young age and, um, kind of balancing out, you know, physical activities such as their sport and their practices, balancing that out with the number or the timing and the volume, meaning the total time uh, and load that they're doing outside of practice within the same week. Meaning learning how to program, you know, if somebody's training four days in a row uh, and learning how to balance a strength program on top of that is definitely an art and a science. So if we have, you know, coaches listening out there or, you know, you're a, a healthcare professional or you're a personal trainer, however it is, if you're not comfortable with these, partner up with somebody who who has uh, worked with youth athletes because it's not the same as adults um, and you definitely have to consider those 
uh, changes in bone growth, in tissue growth with kids, and um, making sure that you don't create more harm. And so if you are working or if you're looking to work with somebody, um, partner with a, you know, a personal trainer, a physical therapist, a physician, somebody who really knows what they're doing. Um, it is critical, uh, important, and uh, something that would benefit from the injury risk and on top of the, the performance side. So we hope uh, you have enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is important to us. We have so many clients that come in uh, at a probably 10, 11 years old, would you say, Dr. Marissa? When yeah. did they start with us? Yeah, I'd say I'd say ten or eleven. Yeah, yeah, and so we have a lot of people who come in here, and we start. They start seeing us when they're in pain, and it's we. Too late. It's too late. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wish so they came in earlier to prevent this. For sure, and and if there's any parents out there, uh, we encourage you to start earlier on the preventative side, and um, you know we at Sports Performance are uh, physical therapists by training, but also um, strength conditioning specialists, and and you know we're able to. Um, kind of provide that that education and um, prevention program to be able to support people and, and we do these because we talk to so many parents and clients and you know how could we have prevented this and what can we do for the future and these are the tips that we are giving um, those same parents and the same athletes so um, this is this is real this is exactly what we exact same discussions that we have on a, on a daily basis so um, go ahead and use this have fun with it uh, and uh, enjoy those weights uh, not just bench press be careful, guys. <laughs> Get strong, guys. <laughs> See you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.